three secrets of the 1% that most millionaires don't know. I'm Taylor Vick, and this is the Real Estate Fund Insider. We're pulling back the curtain on how to grow wealth and passive income through real estate investment funds. So number one is the 1% is chasing X's, not percentages. They're chasing multiples, not fractions. The next secret is the 1% knows there's only four ways to really make money and they know how to maximize those. And the last is the 1% realizes you have to separate your time from your ability to make or earn money. So the 1% understands that you need to be chasing X's, not percentages, multiples, not fractions. So what does that mean? So uh, an X or a multiple in investing is how many times you doubled your money. So if you're looking at a 3X investment, that means you made three times what you put in. So you made triple your money. Usually when people talk about investments, they talk about percentages. They talk about a 12% return or a 15% return. So if you're talking about a 10% return, that's one-tenth. You know, instead of talking about a 3X return, that's 300%. So it's a totally different mindset of realizing that you need to be doubling up. You need to be creating wealth, not maintaining it. It's about multiplying things, not getting little fractions of things. The first thing is they're pursuing X's, not percentages, so multiples, not fractions, and they're taking non-binary asymmetric risks. So let's define the other part, the non-binary and asymmetric risk. So first off, what does non-binary mean? It just means they understand that they're taking risks where there's more than one outcome. And this is really something that's true for almost any investment. But when a lot of people look at investing, they don't think that way. They think, I'm either going to succeed or I'm going to fail. I'm either going to make this much money or I'm going to lose it all. The 1% understands that things are constantly in flux and that a failure doesn't happen because of one event or overnight, that there are series of things that happen where you can influence control to steer the ship a different direction, to take a different strategy or to write something that's going wrong. So to look at investments and say, I'm either going to lose it all or I'm going to make this, it's not how investments work. And the truly wealthy really understand that. The other thing they understand is that you have to take asymmetric risks. The idea of asymmetric risk is that you want to be able to risk a little bit of money and in order to have the ability to get a really high return. It kind of goes back to the X's, right? You want to be able to multiply your money, um, not get little percentages on it. The important part to consider is the risk factor. So if something has a, if it could be totally quantified and it has a 10% chance of success, and if it succeeds, you're going to make 10 times your money, that's not an asymmetric risk, right? You've got a 10% chance of winning. You're going to get 10 times your money. If you do it 10 times, one time is going to go 10x. All the other ones are going to lose. You're going to end up with the same amount of money. And so a lot of times what happens is an investor may take 20 different investments all asymmetric risks. Not all of them will work out. Some of them will do well. Some of them will do very well. But what they can do is see the changes. And like I said, these are not binary outcomes. There's so many things that happen. But within that, they can see which ones are really going to work out, which investments are really 
uh, penciling out and which companies are achieving their business plans. And they can then put more into that bet. They can put more into that investment. So through doing this, they're learning which ones are really working, which ones truly are going to be those outperformers, and then they can invest more heavily in those. Maybe a, a tangible example would be like a book publisher. And they know that, you know, the the cover sells the book sometimes, right? So even though we're told not to judge a book by its cover, when it comes to marketing and sales, it's very important. So what they can do is spend money to have 10 different book covers or 10 different titles and market those in different markets to see which ones really take off. So one may, you know, have low sales, you know, nominal sales. One title may have really high sales. And what they've done is they've taken this risk. They've invested a little bit of money to have these different prints or these different uh, marketing materials made for these different titles to discover the one that's really worth investing in and then pouring a lot of money in that to get that excess return. And that that's the difference in thinking for the 1% versus just the wealthy. The, the second secret is the 1% knows there's really just four ways to make money and they know how to really maximize those. So the four ways to make money. The, the first one is labor. So the, these are basic economic principles, you know. So labor is your ability to do work and in its simplest form, you spend time doing a task and you get paid for it. The second is capital. If you have money, you can invest it to make money. The, the third way is entrepreneurship. You can think of an idea, create something that makes money. And, and the fourth is kind of a blend of some of the other ones, but I think it's worth singling out on its own is technology. So instead of using your time or your labor to do things, you can use machines or computers to do those things, thus do the work without you having to spend your time. So when you saw this list, you you probably had these these thoughts, you know, labor, I can work to make money. I can spend my time to make money. Uh, capital, I can invest my money to make money. Entrepreneurship, I can come up with an idea or an invention to make money. Technology, I can use software or machinery to automate processes, to create things, help make money. So the... The, the first part is understanding those four those four things. The, the second part is understanding how the 1% use those four things. A lot of wealthy people may know those things or hear that list and they think, I, 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 I can work to make money. I can invest my money to make money. I can invent things or start a company to make money. The, the real difference, the real difference of the 1% is that that's not how they think. So the 1% thinks of it this way labor, my work combined with other people's work can help make money. Not just me, but I can form a company. I can have other people and working together, we can make more money. Capital, I can use my money. I can use loan money. I can take on partners. I can use other people's money as well to make money. Entrepreneurship, I can use other people's creative abilities, other people's business sense to help make money. And technology, I can use other people's technology or I can contract with people who have the technology to help make more money. So what the 1% gets that a lot of people who are millionaires or very, very wealthy don't get is that you cannot limit yourself to just your own efforts. It takes other people and other resources. So if you are going to work yourself, 
there is a limited amount of time you can work and there's a limited market rate that you can get paid. If you're going to use your entrepreneurship, there's only so many companies you can start. If you're going to invest your capital, you're limited to the money you have. But the 1% mindset, you're not limited to any of those things. And the scale is just massive. So a good example of this is investing in a real estate fund. So instead of taking just your money, doing all the research, doing the investment yourself. So an example on the second secret would be investing in a real estate fund. So if you go out on your own, take your own money, spend your own time, do your own work, use your own creative abilities, you can invest in real estate that way. But how much? You're limited to how much money you have, your time, your creative abilities, your knowledge. You're limited to that. But if you invest with a fund, you've got an operation company that is doing the work. You've got analysts and portfolio managers and accountants. So you've got a whole team of professionals that are working for you. So you don't have to do that work. You've got other investors' money. That's going to allow you to scale, to to diversify, to take on bigger projects, to have better reserves so you can take on different tasks. You're also utilizing lender financing. So when you're investing with a fund, it's not just your money, it's other people, and it's also lenders. You're really maximizing your money's ability to work. The entrepreneurship perspective, you've got a fund manager who has this creative business plan, and they're going to execute it. So you're taking advantage of their entrepreneurial abilities to find and maximize the profit on investments so that you don't have to. And technology, the the accounting software, the smart locks, the financial analysis software, the portfolio modeling software, you the technology of the fund sponsor or the operating company for the fund has all of that. So really the question is not how much you can do, but how much you can utilize those four ways to make money. So, so the key realization here is that each person is limited to what they can do. They have a limited amount of time. So you need to be seeking out investments that allow you to leverage the, the talent and work of others, the capital of others, the entrepreneurial skill of others, and the technology of others so that you can invest in as many different things as possible. So that's the second secret and the key difference in the thinking. So moving on to the last secret, the 1% understands that you have to separate your time from your ability to earn money. This is similar to some of the concepts discussed in the second secret, the four ways to make money. But this is the most important. So the 1% understands that the amount of time they have is limited and the amount you can charge for that time is limited as well. Therefore, if you want to become truly wealthy, you have to be able to earn money without spending your time. I see this a lot with attorneys and with doctors. These are highly compensated professionals However, if they're not working, they're not getting paid. And if attorney, if an attorney is not billing hours, they're not getting paid. So there's two things happening here. One is they've limited how much they can make. And two, they have to work to make money. That means if they go on vacation, they may not get paid or they may have limited vacation. They've created a huge time obligation that they are dependent on in order to make money. So how do you get around that? Well, 
you can start a company or you can invest with other people. And the more you invest with others or in others, you're able to earn income outside of that day job or outside of the hourly wage that you're earning. So at the end of the day, the difference between the 1% and a lot of millionaires is they wake up on January 1st and they don't have to worry about how many days they're going to work that year to sustain their lifestyle and grow their wealth. Where a lot of people, even wealthy people, are totally dependent on working 50, 48 weeks a year just to maintain their lifestyle. So if you're listening to this, if you're wondering how to make your way into that elusive 1%, you need to understand how to make your money work for you and not work for your money. And I really want to drive home the not work for your money. I mean, literally, how can you not work and still increase your wealth every year? That's what the 1% gets.